now proud partner of the Clydesdale Media. This is the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. All right, guys, I want to tell you a little bit about Type 1 Lifting. So Type 1 Lifting is a clothing brand that proceeds of the shirts, the hats, and everything else go to the Children's Diabetes Foundation. This whole t-shirt company started from me taking care of a five-year-old girl from the emergency department at the Children's Hospital I worked at in Atlanta for a while back. Um, I thought I needed to do a little bit more than kind of just talk about my story. So this is how I started the clothing line because I wanted to show people that even though diabetics have this really bad disease, we can still do amazing things in our life and diabetes won't stop, you know, stop us reaching our goals. So go check out type1lifting.com. And, um, you know, if you have any questions, you can always reach me out on Instagram. It's type1lifting and hope you guys enjoy the show. Hey guys, we have a new sponsor for the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. The company's called Liberté Lifestyle. So Liberté is a French word meaning freedom and the company was founded on the desire to have freedom to choose what we want to do with our lives. I actually had the owner, um, Nicole, on my podcast on episode 28. So if you want to go back and listen to her, um, she talks about how she started the company and what she wants to do in the future with the company, which is pretty cool. So uh, they actually have knee sleeves, wrist wraps, shirts, shorts. Uh, Love the knee sleeves. I have the ice cream knee sleeves and I love them so much. They haven't the neoprene's still good. Uh, the seams haven't split compared to other uh, knee sleeves that I have had in the past. Uh, and I'm planning to keep these for a very, very long time. So uh, Nicole actually gave me a promo code for you guys too. So it's all capital letters, T-Y-P-E and the number one. So it's type one. So go to LibertéLifestyle.com. Uh, check out what they have in the store. Use the promo code type one and save some coin. Now let's go to the episode. All right, guys, welcome to a new episode of the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. I have the 2021 Go Ruck champion. Um, 2022. Name, oh, yeah. 20, oh, 2022. <laughs> I am so sorry. Uh, Katie Knight, how you doing? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Not bad. Thank you for uh, coming on. Actually, you know, Xander, our mutual friend, mm-hmm. told me I should have you on, and I was reading your backstory, and I was like, wow, this is like she, she's impressive. I got to get her on. But um, before we talk all about that, I, I know you're a big fan of your dog. So his yeah. name is his name is Doug, right? His name is Doug. Do you want okay. to say hi? Yeah, sure. Come here. Come here. Come say hi. Come here. Come up. Up, 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 up. This is Doug. Doug oh, he's a hi. big one. <laughs> he is. He's two and a half. He's a red golden. And he's like, what's happening? <laughs> He'd probably awesome. just stay the whole time. Yeah? You know, hey, no. good. Yeah. yeah. He's right. out. <laughs> he's bored. <laughs> yeah, already. <laughs> yeah. So um, have you always been like a dog person at all or? Yeah, so I grew up uh, born and raised in Iowa, had, you know, tons of pets, tons of dogs, cats, you know, we've had pet squirrels, turtles, like anything and everything, like Mm. litters of kittens and puppies. Um, So I've always been, always been more of a dog person for sure. I love cats too, but I love a dog. Awesome. Awesome. So you say you were, you're, you're from Iowa. So were you like, were you like outside all the time and like just doing crazy stuff? You were pretty athletic back when you were younger. Yeah, pretty much. Just always, yeah, always outside. I played tons of sports growing up. I was a four-sport um, varsity athlete in high school. I played ice hockey in college. So, like, I'm one of six kids, and we're all like pretty athletic. Most of them do CrossFit. Um, they run. So, like, a very athletic family and background, which was just a blast growing up. 
Yeah. So do you think like you're, are you like the old part on the older side or, or like kind of like in the middle or the no, youngest? I'm, I'm, I'm like the baby. I'm five of six. Okay. Okay. So was, do you think that's like a huge help from you like becoming a better athlete, like, you know, playing sports with like your older siblings? Yep. Yep. So my, my dad was always my coach for like every sport, softball, hockey, um, you name it. And so I always, because they didn't want to split time between different like leagues and stuff like that. I would always mm -hmm. play up. So my sister's two years older than me. So I would always play on, you know, the older kids team. And I think that definitely helped just like everything about my athleticism, like mental game as well, because it, it was hard being like over two years younger than everyone in the league I was in. Um, and kind of had to step up my game. So, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yep. So, were, so were you, were you, did you get a lot of playing time or were you kind of like, like towards like the back end of the game, like, okay, get in or what, what was it like? Oh no, I was, I was front and center usually, um, okay. played, you know, shortstop catcher for softball. Um, always out there on the ice. I played with the boys until college. So there was no like backseat. You were either all in or, you know, not so. <laughs> yeah. So, um, after you finished playing college hockey, did you mm -hmm. kind of get that like feeling of like, okay, what am I supposed to do now? Like after you graduated, after you left college, um, when it came to athletics, like a little bit, um, I got pretty like into CrossFit in like 2016, mm -hmm. um, and kind of like put all my effort and focus into there. And then finally kind of broke into the ultra scene and like 2019 was my first like ultra marathon. And, um, since then I've kind of just like made my way in the things I love to do. Um, and that turns out to be like a hybrid, um, athlete where it's strength and endurance. Okay. Okay. So what made you kind of lean towards like CrossFit? Like, how did you find out about it? Yeah, actually, uh, my mom. So my mom's 61 <laughs> and she still goes to CrossFit every day. Awesome. Good uh, for her. She, yeah. She got us all like all into, you know, CrossFit workouts, Olympic lifting, things like that. Um, she's been a fitness coach for, you know, 30 some years, but it is kind of funny. She started and then she's like, oh, you got to do this. Um, and now like four or five of us do. Nice. Nice. Were you hooked like right off the bat or were you kind of like, uh, like, I don't know about this. Like, yeah, it, I mean, I'll, uh, I'll try it was, out again. I was pretty hooked. Um, there's nothing better than lifting, lifting heavy weight and mm -hmm. some high intensity workouts. So, um, I definitely drank, drank the Kool-Aid and stayed yeah, around. Real, yeah. Real quick. Yeah. Yeah. And so you <laughs> said, so you said, uh, in 2019, you, you became, you wanted to do like the longer endurance races and stuff like that. So, what was your, um, I, like I, I'm a very, a very new thing. Cause like, I, I know the Spartan races or like all those like things were like, you know, you have in large, do it in like large groups and like everyone just like supposedly runs to the obstacles, hangs out there yep. for a little bit and then just like waits and then everyone else goes and then it's your turn. Yep. Um, but like when, when did you realize, when did you start doing them and re, uh, realizing like, Hey, you know, I could actually be really good at this. Yeah. So I, the first ultra I ran was the rim to rim to rim in the Grand Canyon. A bunch of buddies in, of mine from the CrossFit gym I worked at in Boulder um, wanted to do it. And it's 50 miles um, total. You go from the south rim to the north rim and then back. Uh, so that was like my first taste of like something um, very long. It took me around like 15 hours to cross and go back. Uh, it's pretty insane. The elevation gain and drop. 
on both sides of the canyon mm -hmm. um, is pretty massive. And I'd never seen the Grand Canyon before. So the first time I actually saw it was when the sun came up and I was at the bottom. I was like, oh, this is why people like coming here. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me just suffer for 24 miles uh, more. But so that's when I first kind of got into the ultra scene. Um, my first Spartan race was actually a year ago next weekend. So I've okay. only done four or five uh, and I realized they, they go pretty well for me. So, you know, you have the, the running and then you have the strength when it comes to all the obstacles, uh, the bucket carries, things like that. And so it plays in my favor. But yeah, I've always done like the ultra distance for the Spartan races. So those are 30 miles. Mm -hmm. So what, obviously like running 30 miles is very, very, very long. And so how do you train for that? Especially like in the mental game of like, you know, just keep on going like, you know, one one foot ahead of another like how like how do you, how do you do that yeah i mean this is literally just like what you say i don't have any like magic you know thoughts that go through my mind it's just basically <laughs> you have to keep going because the alternative is to stop and then you're not going to do that so you just keep going um, yeah. but to train for that i mean i spend a lot of time like on my feet hours on my feet long runs long bike rides uh to kind of get in that mindset um, yeah. And then like the high intensity workouts and stuff that also kind of helps with the mental game of like, keep pushing, keep working hard. So, uh, the, you know, the strength component of my workouts also contribute to like my mental toughness and ultras. Yeah. And you've done like some 24 hour races too, as well. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I did uh Spartan ultra world championships. I was in Telluride, uh, last year. And I got third, technically second, but on a penalty technicality, I, I got third. Um, they canceled it this year. It was supposed to be in Tahoe this weekend, but uh, the smoke and fires up there, they had to, mm -hmm. they had to cancel it. Um, so a bunch of buddies and uh, myself are doing a 50K on Saturday and a 50K on Sunday um, this weekend. So that's on Saturday. And uh, the, the Sunday race has like a ridiculous amount of elevation gain. So that should be fun. And so then you, I did, I did world's toughest mutter last November and I'll do it again this year. So I'll have to, you know, defend that title that mm -hmm. lots of people are coming for, but yeah. And so you've also like, you also won the, this year's uh, go rock championship too. So how did you like find out about like that? Do they, do they kind of like rope, like ever all the hybrid athletes like, in say, Hey, we got this like challenge or we got this competition, like come, come do it. Yeah. So like they announced it and, um, a friend of mine told me about it and you went and applied. So you had to apply. They picked 40 females, 40 males, and then you all showed up for a two day um, competition. That was pretty brutal. There was multiple events each day. Um, everything from like a 12 mile ruck on the beach, carrying a very heavy flagpole to, you know, very fast, hard, intense workouts. And how, how heavy were those rucksacks? So women usually carry 35 pound plates in the ruck and then men had 45 pounds. Okay. They, yeah. didn't, they didn't round up to 50? No, I guess not. Um, we did a mile sandbag run where you had weight on your back and then you also carried like an 80 pound sandbag. Um, okay. So that got a little heavier. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was super fun. Okay. And also I've noticed with those go rocks bags, they're, they're, they're okay bags. Mm -hmm. Like, so uh, did you get like any bruising or, or any like huge rashes on like your lower back at all? No. So I, uh, if you have them like 
fitted well they don't really rub i mean eventually you know you're running 12 miles it's gonna rub you know on some places like your lower back or your shoulders mm. uh, but you can put like tape you can put like body glide things like that which will help okay okay but those and... those bags like and not just because i'm a go ruck, go ruck athlete but they never break that's a good thing so like it may rub on your skin, but they'll like, they'll never break down at least <laughs> your yeah, body well, might, but they won't. Yeah. That's I mean, that, that typically happens. Like obviously if you get like a real shitty bag, part of my French, like it, it, it's going to like rub against your back and stuff like that. And it's not going to yeah. be the greatest bag, but obviously yeah, I know go rocks done a lot to, yeah. you know, make their bag look really nice. Even they brought it to the CrossFit games too, which is, yep. which yep. is pretty cool to see. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they have like a really good sand kettlebells and sandbags. Like the sandbags are pretty impressive. Um, as well, because I've been at CrossFit gyms where like the sandbags just fall apart, right? Uh, mm -hmm. But these these are pretty heavy duty, so it's nice to have. Yeah, I've I've actually trained somebody on a sandbag and they let it go and like literally just sprayed everywhere, all over the floor. Oh sitting, no! Like, oh my gosh! And it wasn't sands. Like the way this company did it, it was like it's like uh -huh. this company called Escape, I think. Okay. And so it was like this. Um, like handle bags and stuff. And so I, I made it into a huge ball so he could do like, you know, sandbag squats with it, like front, like holding yeah. it in front of him. And he just let it go in this, like all these, like, it looked like, it looked like a glitter bomb just blew up like <laughs> everywhere. And I'm sitting there like, oh, no. oh my God, I got to clean this up. And I got to throw this bag out. And it was like 80, it was like an 80 pound bag. And I was sitting there oh, like, geez. oh my God, this is awful. But um, yeah. See, you got, you got to switch to, you got to switch to go rock bags. <laughs> I know we, we got it. Yeah, they got it. Definitely. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So, um, with, with the, obviously with the 24 hour, um, you know, competitions that you have done, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. obviously that takes a lot of, you know, damage to the body. And so how yeah. do you handle, you know, the whole like nutrition phase while you're doing the competition and, mm -hmm. and what do you do for like recovery after? Cause like, yeah, obviously so like, I don't know how, like that's, I've never done like a 24 hour challenge of like running. So I've, I can't imagine. Yeah, so the 24-hour races are usually like certain uh, distance loops, and then there's about 20, give or take, obstacles per lap. Mm -hmm. um, so think about it like as NASCAR. So you'll run a lap, and you'll come back into your pit station. Um, usually have like a team there that helps, you know, they have water refilled for you. They have snacks, you know, whatever that you need. Um, so like for nutrition-wise, you know, as the race starts, you're, you know, taking on more things like gels. Mm -hmm. um, very fast liquids. You always like, you know, at least a bottle of lap, like 500 milliliters of lap. Um, because when your hydration goes, you just kind of, you know, you're, you're out. Like there's nothing, you can't come back from dehydration. Yep. Um, lots of sodium. So I work with a company called Boa. It's a sodium spray. It's got 170 milligrams of sodium per spray. That's mm -hmm. good to put in your pack. You take it with you, you know, avoid cramps. Um, you're just sweating and losing so much per lap that like, you're going to do anything and everything to just like stay energized. So like, yeah, you start out with gels and then come like hour 12, you know, it, it depends on the person. I go to things like pizza and oatmeal and whatever, <laughs> whatever I want. Um, salty, sweet. There's always, you always want like a, you know, a huge array of different types um, to like, depending on what you want at that point in time. Uh, mm -hmm. And then, yeah, basically, you know, when you get towards the 24 hour mark, it's anything and everything. So this last year I had, like they went out to McDonald's and they got me like cinnamon rolls because I'm a huge cinnamon roll fan. So they nice. got that from McDonald's and things like that. So it's just like whatever it takes. But yeah, always lots and lots of water, BCAs, electrolytes, um, and sodium. So 
Yeah. I so I read a book like a long time ago. It was like a famous like ultra marathon runner. Yeah. He was he was an American. I f- I, f- I forget his name, but yeah, like literally right in the like the first chapter, like the introduction, he's like calling a pizza joint and he's like, <laughs> Hey, I want a whole cheesecake. I want a whole pizza. I want a whole, like, I, like all this stuff. And so he, he's, he's like talking to him on the phone. He's like, okay, like how long does it take to deliver this stuff? And he's like 20 minutes <laughs> or something like that. And he's like, all right, meet me at this intersection here. And they're like, there's and he, the, the guy on the phone's like, there's nothing here. And he's like, I will, and he's like, I will, be. I will be there. Yeah. 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 And it's just like, it's insane of like what you have to consume pretty much for those crazy, like hundred mile runs or like yep. in what you're doing. So it's just they usually recommend like 200 calories an hour. Um, but you know, that increase increases the amount of hours that you're running and that you're out there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so what was like the most unhealthy thing you've eaten <laughs> at a race? I don't even think there's such thing as like unhealthy or healthy, but if you're like, I would probably say, I mean, pizza or that cinnamon roll, um, <laughs> I had a bear claw, you know, those big, like honey, honey bun things. Mm-hmm. I've had those before. Um, sometimes candy, although I don't love candy cause it's just like, it's so chewy. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, 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 uh, Uncrustables that those are my go-to like hour two, just because I never eat them on a daily basis. So I'm like yep. excited to run for, you know, 24 hours so I can have them every lap. <laughs> nice. nice. So, yeah. so little known fact, you could actually make your own Crustables. Oh really? Yeah. So my wife, my wife bought this on Amazon for my kids. I I, I have two kids. I have a seven and a, a four year old. And uh-huh. so the, you could just make a peanut butter jelly sandwich, like have all the stuff in the middle, and you can have a crustable cutter that cuts it, and then you have a presser that turns it into a crustable. Oh my gosh! Where did you get this? Amazon? Uh, yeah, of course, Amazon. Where else do you? Where else would you get it? I'm literally gonna go on after this and, and, and do that, and then I'm gonna bring my own homemade Uncrustables to races. Yeah, and so what she did was after it, she put it in like a Ziploc bag and froze them for a little while, so they'd actually oh. like stay, and then they put it in the refrigerator and gave it to the kids. The kids were going nuts over it because they actually <laughs> thought it was amazing. like the, they actually thought it was like a legitimate Crustable. Oh wow! It, she tricked them. Good. Yes. Well yes, done, that, mom. Yeah, that's what you got to do. It's all like all yep. natural organic peanut butter or like yep. sun butter and then like organic jelly. You just like not that pre-processed crap. So, well, and you could switch up like your PB and J type ingredients. So you could do like, you know, almond butter, you could do raspberry jam. You could do all the stuff that Uncrustables don't. So yep. I like that. Yeah. And you could all, you, you could also, if you want to go like very carb heavy, you could probably put like macaroni cheese or like a lot of, <laughs> a lot of cheese in there. So kids are like, oh, oh yeah. Like, what is this? Well, like grilled cheese. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, so also, um, with the go ruck stuff and the 24 hour challenge, you, you do high rocks mm-hmm. too as, as well, right? Yeah. So I usually compete in high rocks as double. So I have a part, uh, myself and a male partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've done that for, you know, over a year. So I have done it solo as well. Um, this year I'm undecided if I'm going to do the co-ed, um, partnership or just go at it solo. So I'm still deciding on that. I have kind of the rest of this year to finish out the races I have. And then, you know, I'll hit that hard in January if I, if I decide to. Mm-hmm. So I heard Xander's available if you want to get him on there. Yeah. <laughs> he likes to do it solo. So we'll let him do it that way. <laughs> um, I had, I had him on the podcast. We talked about high rocks too, a little bit too. Oh, nice. so, um, and I also heard on another podcast, um, Supposedly with the high rock stuff, like the American version is, is a little bit different compared to the European version. 
it, it yeah, comes to like the, the fields or something like that. The distances and like the like the carpet that used for the, like the sled pull and push can be different. Um, I've never personally raced over there, so I don't have that experience. But from everybody I've talked to or heard, um, they all say that. So. Okay. So, and obviously like um, you have like these other challenges, like the Spartan races, like go ruck goes like international too, as well. So yep. do they, like, how do you manage, you know, the changes from being in America to being in Europe? Is there, are there any changes at all or like, or like any rule changes? No, not really. I mean, um, usually I race like locally. Uh, I just went over and did what's called swim run world championships. Mm -hmm. Um, where you're swimming and running between islands um, out in Sweden. Uh, so that's a whole different game, but it's a very endurance uh, based competition. Uh, probably one of the most brutal things I've ever done as well. Sounds but like it. other than that, I usually stay local when I do races. So I don't, there's not a huge difference. Okay. Okay. So um, with you racing, like other people and stuff like that, are they like really competitive or is it like a pretty friendly group that you guys are like together with? For what races? Um, like any races, like any of those endurance races or whatnot. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's all very competitive. So these are all like elite divisions for High Rock, Spartan, Tough Mudder, Go Ruck, um, any other kind of hybrid endurance strength event. Uh, they're all very, very competitive. People are there. They train. That's what they essentially do for a living. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's very, very competitive, but we all know each other. So we're also like friends. So it's friendly competition, but everybody's there to win. They're there to take home the money. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. it's almost like CrossFit. Everyone's friendly to each other. Then when it gets like competition time, they're like, nope, I don't talk to anybody. Just oh, yeah. do your thing. Yeah. Well, okay. I don't know. I mean, just depends on what kind of like competitor you are. So like I like to have fun, laugh, talk, you know, like I am there to win and compete, but like I'm going to still have a good time. Like, I'm not going to get into the place where like, I'm mean to other competitors. Like I like love, love competing and love having fun with everybody. Okay. Okay, cool. Very cool. Um, so obviously like, you know, there's, you, you, you have different seasons in your, in your year. So how do yeah. you, how do you able to like, you know, like what's your training style throughout like the whole season? Yeah. So the beginning of the year usually is a lot of like the strength based competitions, more of the hybrid, um, where it's a lot of, you know, time in the gym and then also on my feet running. So I'll usually split that up like three days of, of strength training and then three days of endurance work mm -hmm. and one rest day. And then as we get towards the end of the year, like I had this 24 hour race coming up, that's all endurance. Uh, so more, the majority of my week is spent biking, running. Um, I was swimming a ton for the swim run world championships. So it kind of shifts. And then right now we're just like in ultra mode. We do have, I do have one strength competition coming up. So I'm still keeping, you know, as much muscle as I can, but that is, it's a very fine line because, you know, if you're running and biking for hours every day, it's going to take a toll on your, your muscle mass. So mm -hmm. you kind of have to make sure you're eating a lot, make sure you get a lot of protein in, uh, you're lifting heavy still, because I, I think personally, like my strength has never been a downfall in my ultra, like, endurance game. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it keeps me, you know, strong and healthy. So I'll, I'll keep doing it. Hey, I've, I've heard, yeah. I've heard, uh, cases where like, if like, like marathon runners or like triathletes or something like that do like deadlifts and like back squats, they actually run faster than athletes that don't even do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, and your muscles get fatigued like a lot slower than if, you know, 
you, you are just like solely doing, you know, lots of endurance work. Um, my, my body can kind of burn through the, the muscle for energy as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was me too. I was like in a, right after college, I didn't know what I was, but I, what I was doing pretty much. So I was just like, Oh, I'll just do triathlons. And I would just like focus on that and like barely lift. And it was just like, you could definitely see a difference of, you know, like weight loss, like no muscle yep. definition. And I was like, <laughs> I got called out from my, all my like military buddies. They're like, dude, like what's happening to you? Like get, put, like get into a, <laughs> get into a gym. And I was like, yeah, you're looking skinny. I get that. I get that all the time. I mean, I'm a, I'm a bigger like endurance athlete already. Um, and I've been told that forever, like, oh, you don't do ultras. You're too big. You have too much muscle, things like that. Mm -hmm. But as like the end of the year goes, like to me, I feel like skinny, like, Where's all my muscle is just being, you know, eaten by all this endurance work. So yeah. I and totally that, get that. And that's when you like eat a ton after you like, do you, yeah. so do you take a, do you take like a month off or anything like that from training after like the season's over for you? Yeah, I'll, I'll take most of December off. I don't have any races, uh, in December. So that will be kind of like my recovery, uh, downtime. And then come January, I'll hit the ground running. Okay. All right. Very cool. Um, yeah. so, uh, question from Xander. So, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, so he said, "What are your thoughts on the Spain Spartan World Championships being canceled?" The Spain's the Spain Spartan Spartan race from Spain in Spain. Did he? I think he was probably talking about the one that just got canceled this weekend. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, so the Spartan Ultra World Championships was was supposed to be this weekend in Tahoe, but they've been dealing with like a lot of fires, a lot yeah. of smoke up there. Mm -hmm. So that makes sense. I mean, you don't want athletes like breathing in poor air quality for 24 hours. Um, I know like the conditions have gotten better, but they called it, you know, over a week ago. So I understand that. What I don't like and understand is their like makeup for that race. So what we heard is that there was going to be a makeup race somewhere sometime in like October but instead, they just gave everybody a free entry into World's Toughest Mudder in November. So not only do they not get refunded, but they just get a free race ticket, which is fine. But the difference between Tough Mudder and Spartan, like, is quite a bit. Like, the, you know, the course is different. Spartan's usually on a mountain. Mm -hmm. um, the obstacles are different. Tough Mudder is usually flat. It's shorter laps and there's water obstacles. So you're in and out of the water uh, frequently for 24 hours. So a lot of people aren't happy. I wouldn't be either. Um, so it, it's, it's an interesting choice. I think they probably should have refunded people. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah. So is it, is it, I've, I've heard there's like another race. I don't know if it's still around called battle frog. Is that like the same thing as like Spartan? Do you know? So that was initially like, the that's the OG obstacle course race okay. is was battle frog. And there's been a couple companies that have come through, but Spartan's been around for, you know, the longest, the most successful. Uh, and then they bought out tough mutter. So that's why they gave that free entry away. Um, I mean, it's part of the company anyway. Yeah. I, I just feel bad for the people that have like no desire to do a tough mutter like whatsoever. Exactly. <laughs> like I, I think it's kind of, kind of crappy. Um, to make that decision. But I mean, what are you going to do? I was already going to do both. So I was going to do them back to back. Uh, I had like October to kind of rest and recover from Spartan and then mm -hmm. go do WTM. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, is like, so are the, is the prize money like pretty good or is it like, 
okay. I mean, I only do races where like I'm going to win some dough because I'm not going to put my body through, you know, 24 hours or, you know, two days of competition. If there's mm -hmm. not some kind of payout, uh, Spartan is usually pretty good. It's usually goes like first place is eight grand and then six and then two, uh, world's toughest mutter is 10 for first. And then from, I think it goes down a couple thousand each, each place. So, okay. Yeah, so, the payout's good for that. Go Ruck paid out very well. They put on a phenomenal event. Uh, I usually like to go to competitions where like there is a payout, and then also like I want to like have that title if I win, or it's a great company I want to support. Mm -hmm. Very cool, very cool. Mm -hmm. So, wh what do you think are some options that like they could raise the prize money up? Because obviously, like with CrossFit, they they've their prize money has gone up almost like right. every single year, and yep. and people still say like these athletes are not getting paid enough, like towards like the, you know, to, like when they're hitting like 20 down to like 40. So yeah. obviously with the payouts that you guys are having, it's not as big as CrossFit, but right. what do you think are some of the maybe like options that they could do to give you guys bigger payouts? Well, I mean, I mean, um, like more brands could get involved and help sponsor these events. So like I've been a part of events where it's all from, you know, brands and sponsors coming in, uh, and that's where the prize money uh, is allocated. But it, it's hard because these, as much as we want them to be, they're not professional sports, right? They're not, it's not the NBA, it's not the mm. NFL, um, where they're, you know, fans are bringing in lots and lots of money. Uh, so like, you know, more brands could get involved, more spectators, more fans, they could find a way to like make it more of an event that people can come watch. Uh, cause for Spartan and stuff like that, you can't really go watch them out on the course. Uh, so that's kind of tricky, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you kind of just have to accept it for what it is. If this is the sport you choose to be in. Yeah. Well, you could get, you could get fans out in the, out in the, uh, out in the mountains. Just look at the tour de France. Like oh, yeah. they have like dudes out in the, like, the middle of the street, like running that's with true. that bicycle guys, like uh, go, 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 go. And yep. like smoke everywhere. I mean, that could be a possibility. That, that would be really cool. Last year when the race was in Telluride, uh, people could take the gondolas up and go watch from certain areas of the course. And oh, I know they cool. love doing that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that that venue was just beautiful. I don't know if you've ever been to Telluride, but it's very, very cool. Now, I've been to so I've been to Colorado. I was like, I think I went, I went to Keystone. I think that's like the town. Oh, yeah. Over there. Yeah. So, yeah. Got, ski got, resort. Yeah, I yeah, got altitude sickness, you know, all that good stuff. And it was not, I, it was like my wife and I were just absolutely miserable the whole yeah. time. We're like, all right, let's try to snowboard for at least like one day. And it was just, yeah, it was just an absolute mess. But yeah, I've, I I want to go back to Colorado. I've, I've, it looks beautiful. And, you know, just even like during like the summertime or springtime. So, you know, I, I got a lot of things in my bucket. I got a lot of things to go on my bucket list. So. Um, yeah, you definitely have to get out here. It's I would come in the summer or the fall. Those are the best times for sure. Unless you want to ski, then obviously the winter. Yeah, yeah. I, we haven't. I haven't skied in years. So it's, oh, okay. it's, it's it's been bad. It's like because kids like actually, I think it's been like almost eight eight years since I haven't snowboarded. Oh wow! Yeah, so you're due. It's time. It's time yeah. to come out and visit. Yeah, it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> but um, so what are your what are some of your favorite places that you've actually done a race on? Yeah. So Telluride is definitely like up there. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was just such a, it's a beautiful mountain town. Uh, the views were really cool while you're up, you know, on the bridge lines running, uh, the, the last race I just did, which was the swim run world championships that was in Sweden. 
So it was in the archipelago right off the coast of Sweden. So a bunch of islands. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd never been to Sweden before. And it was just breathtaking. Like it was so beautiful because you're swimming in between these islands and then you get out and you just like, it feels like kind of Lord of the Rings type views. Right. So yep. that's, that's definitely like one of my favorites. Uh, I did when I did world's toughest mutter, that was essentially in the desert outside of Vegas. So okay. not the prettiest, but the sunrise and sunset were like glorious. Cause they were, they came up over like the, uh, the mountains in the background, uh, the, like the sandstone. And so that was really cool. Yeah. Could you, could you see the Vegas strip at all? Or is it, you, you were, that's like way too far out. It was like a little over an hour, but, uh, it was in Laughlin, Nevada and they actually have their own, like it's like a mini Vegas. So it's, they have like their own strip. So you could see that. And like some country artist was playing a concert that night. Okay. So as we're running like laps in the desert. You could hear <laughs> this band playing and it was kind of cool. I was like, wow, this is pretty fun. <laughs> awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, so, um, when you, when you actually team up with like a partner for some of these yeah. workouts and stuff like that, like, do you have like a certain person you're looking for or like, do you kind of like have a group of people that you already know and like kind of reach out to them? Or do you have someone that like, you think you see somebody like work out and say, Hey, this person might have the ability to be a partner with me. Yeah. So, uh, I, I love to train with people and in groups. Like, like I said, I've been in the CrossFit scene. I love getting in hard training sessions. Uh, I think you can be pushed to your hardest and top level when you have those kind of competitors with you doing mm-hmm. that. So like I've trained with Xander, I've trained with a lot of like pretty high intensity athletes, uh, in the CrossFit realm. Um, so that's like my favorite for dur- endurance. Like, uh, it, it's harder to find those individuals that like want to go as far or as hard or as long. Uh, I usually end up doing like long bikes and runs by myself. I'm kind of a lone wolf when it comes to that, but okay. I'll always want to get into the gym and find someone who wants to lift heavy and go hard. Okay. So yeah. when you're, when you're training all by yourself, what kind mm-hmm. of music do you listen to? <laughs> so for the longest time, I didn't listen to anything, which is kind of crazy. But when you do races and ultras, that's usually not allowed to have any kind of music. Mm-hmm. And so you have to get used to it because if you're always being motivated by the next song or the next, you know, audio book or whatever, you're not going to be able to do it when it comes to just like silence. So, yeah. 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 So I, I don't really listen to music. If, if I do, uh, it'll be like a mix of whatever I'm feeling that day. Okay. Cause usually, yeah. like when I was training for triathlons, I would play, I would play like techno music once in a while and I'm like, yeah. okay, I got this sick big coming up. Like I, I know for a fact, like, <laughs> I'm going to push it. But then there's like, sometimes even when I'm training, like I can't like, when I'm doing CrossFit, like I can't put headphones in my ears. Yeah. It's like, I feel yeah. like they're always going to fall and I don't want to like my weights drop on it or anything like that. So like I, I'm the, now I'm like the cycle that doesn't listen to any music while I'm like training. Oh, whatsoever. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'd be a psychopath with me, but, yeah. but, it, but, it, but it's weird for me when I, when I train or when I'm doing the open, like I can't hear the music when I'm working out. Right. You're just, so. you're just going, you kind of like black out and just go. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Unless there's like some like awful song going on and I'm like, this is terrible. Like I can't, and like, I, I don't know why this is in my head right now. And then I start singing it while I'm like working out and I'm like this, no, I can't, this can't happen. <laughs> I will take like sometimes playlists. And if I have a certain loop I do on my bike or on my run, I'll like know when I get to a certain spot, when like a song comes on or, you know, the beat drops. And mm-hmm. so like, 
I try to get, you know, faster and faster where I'm beating that as well. So that's if I do listen to music, it's, it's kind of for training as well. Okay. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, do you play any games like while you're out running and stuff like that to kind of keep this <laughs> like, like, like head games? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, not really. Sometimes I'll just like, I'll just, when I'm running or like doing these 24 hour races, I'll think, wow, what did I just think about for 10 minutes? Like <laughs> your mind just kind of goes blank sometimes, or, you know, you think about anything and everything really. So, yeah. um, we're getting close to the end. Um, yeah. so I kind of have some like rapid fire questions. Okay. <laughs> and so, but they're not, but they're not really rapid fire questions. Okay. I always, I always say that cause it like usually takes longer than it really, you know, really yeah. is. Good, but, I'm, I'm terrible at rapid fire questions. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> all good. Um, so, um, for the rest of the year, I know you have like, a you know, a couple races coming up, you take a break in December. Are there yep. any races that you haven't done that you, you really want to do? Uh, so yeah, I would love to do, it's called Leadman. It's the Leadville hundred mile bike ride and hundred mile run. Uh, in Leadville, Colorado, it's super big. I don't know if you've heard of it, but, uh, very rare. It's very rare. People complete both of them cause they're back to back weekends. Mm -hmm. So that happens. Uh, it just happened like a month or so ago. So next year, that's an ultimate goal of mine, uh, is to go back to back for those. Okay. So are you allowed to have like a triathlon bike with you or like, what do you, what kind of bike do you have to use? Uh, that's a great question. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You, you, actually, if you can get a triathlon bike, I'd highly yeah. recommend it. So highly oh, for recommend sure. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So next question. Um, I know it's getting close to the end of the year, but um, what are some of the goals that you have that you want to accomplish, you know, towards the end of the year and maybe next year, it could be personal or, yep. you know, you know, I don't know, athletic wise. Yeah. Um, I plan to, Hi, Doug. I plan to defend my title for World's Toughest Mudder. Um, that's one goal. Next goal is I just launched uh, a bunch of training programs for my company, my online fitness company called Nighttime Training. Oh, cool. And so I hope to get to 500 clients by the end of the year. Uh, shout out to everybody who's already signed out, signed up for all the programs. Like, it's really cool to see that like love and support in the community. Uh, so that's definitely another goal. And then uh, just continuing to train hard and I work with, a, uh, three or four brands now as sponsors. And so just continuing to put out work for them and really promote, uh, their company, their products, because I only signed with the ones that I really love and believe in. So yeah, right. those are that about was, three goals I got. Nice. That was one of my questions. Like if you had it, like the, like, what are the reasons why you pick these sponsors? That was, so you pretty much yeah. said it. So yeah, <laughs> it's like, I hate more than anything when people like, work with brands and, you know, sponsors and promote it on social media. And it's just like super fake, right? Mm -hmm. You can tell it's like, they're just being paid. So like I work with BOA cause I truly do use it in my training and races. Um, I, I work with beam, um, the CBD company, cause I use their, their nighttime drink every night to just help me pass out. And then their CBD rub, like I use it before I even, even started talking with them about a partnership. Oh, cool. uh, and then, okay. and then go rock just cause I believe in everything they do as a company when it comes to like the very high quality, uh, products that they make that they bring people together for like, you know, rucking communities and rucking events. Uh, I've always been a big fan. I've had lots of friends involved like in the company and that do all the, the, the ruck competitions. So I really wanted to get involved with them. Okay. Hey, do you have any other, um, in spots like yeah, the other like companies you want to be sponsored with 
<laughs> well, it's, it's a running joke. I'm like many podcasts I've done is that I always used to wear Merrell's for running shoes. Okay. And so I wanted for the longest time to get sponsored by them, but I don't wear them <laughs> anymore. So, <laughs> and they didn't want to sponsor me. So oh, whatever. Boo, boo, boo. I'll get them one day. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I might um, potentially work with a couple other brands that I love and support. So um, I'll, you know, announce those on Instagram and stuff in the future. All right. Very cool. All right. Yeah. So um, what, what is in your gym bag? What is in my gym bag? Um, I actually don't have a gym bag. I just carry everything with me. <laughs> I've lost so many gym bags in my life and like, like jump ropes and everything I put in there that I'm not risking it anymore. So usually what's in my car for the gym? That's a better question. Okay. Um, I have uh, a belt. Um, I have wrist wraps. I always have, you know, the BCA drink that I mix and make. Um, what else do I have? That's really it. I'm pretty simple. I don't like own a ton of gear, uh, just cause I usually end up losing it, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Very cool. Um, yep. so this one's going to go a little deep. So, okay. um, let's just say you're lying in bed and uh -huh. it's your last day on this earth and you oh, have wow. all, you have all your friends around your bed and, uh -huh. um, and they're asking you like, how do you want to be like known as how do I want to be known as? like remembered as yeah remembered as i'm sorry yeah yeah um i would love to be remembered as someone who was very kind i think that's really important and people to underestimate like what being kind can do in someone else's life mm -hmm. um and just like that i was very helpful and supportive so like for my job i work as a trainer for google and then my own online company as well i love to help people reach their goals and so like if I could be remembered as like someone who like, you know, was very helpful and supportive. Um, and then I really do hope to be one of the greatest hybrid ultra endurance strength competitors that has been. Um, and we're just going to keep doing that by winning competitions. So, okay. All right. I like yeah. that. I like that. Um, so how did you become a trainer at Google? Uh, yeah. So I, I used to work at CrossFit Sanitas, which is, uh, used to be CrossFit HQ, mm -hmm. um, Eric Rose's gym in Boulder. So I started yep. there and then I got into corporate health and wellness. I worked for Oracle, the big tech company. They have a big campus in Colorado and then COVID hit. And so that shut down the campus and, you know, everybody who was non-essential got let go. Uh, so then I, I found this job, um, for the Google campus in Boulder and I applied for that and, you know, my past experience and, and knowledge expertise, yada, yada, got mm -hmm. me, got me hired here. So nice. Yeah. Nice. So, um, for someone that wants to start an online program, yeah. How, what are the, what, are, what have been the pain points for you <laughs> with the online stuff? Online programming. Um, a lot of like knowledge and expertise when it comes to programming out workouts and training guys, training plans. That's very important um, that you know what you're talking about if you want people to hit their goals. So like I have a hybrid program. It's essentially what I have done slash mm -hmm. am doing depending on the time of year. And so I know it works. And then I have like more like an aesthetic program where it's like uh, it's called body shred and it's people who want to like get back into shape, look good, feel good. And so having that knowledge to get people where they want to be based on the goal. I think that's number one. And then also just like, you know, putting it out there and, you know, promoting it and telling people that like, you know, 
being supportive and positive about starting their fitness journey because it can be a scary thing. You know, I have some clients who like have never done a squat before and I have some clients who want to win, you know, half marathons, etc. So really just like helping them along the way and then promoting that to people. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so where can people reach out to you if they have any questions about your online programming, um, anything with like, you know, hybrid racing or endurance racing yeah. or anything like that? Yeah. So you can go to my website, nighttimetraining.com. If you want to learn more about the programs I offer, I offer one-on-one -on -one training as well. And then you can always shoot me a DM on Instagram, k80 underscore night, uh, k80 night. And with any kind of question that you have. You know, I just realized it was just like Katie Knight that the, your, your Instagram, I was like, God, I just said that. I was like, how did I not realize that? I'm an idiot. A lot of people don't. Some people do instantly. And then some people are like, that doesn't make any sense. Or they just like K80. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. That, that's, what I, that, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, oh, wait, it's Katie. I'm like, oh, that was like one of the questions I was maybe asking. I was like, well, oh, what is this? What, what does that mean? And I'm like, oh, yep. Katie, Katie Knight. Oh, idiot. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, th well, thank you for coming on the show. I really do appreciate it. You know, and you know, I learned a lot from you pretty much from like go rucking all the like, crazy endurance races that you do and stuff. And I've always got course to do one, but I've never done it. So I think yeah. maybe next year might be, might be the one, maybe the year that I might actually try one. So yeah, you definitely should always just try. You never know what could happen. <laughs> true. True. Well, well, thank you for your time. And I do appreciate it. Yep. Thank you for having me. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, of course.